Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hockey Canada situation has been on people's minds for, well, certainly the last year. There have been so many stories that had to do with the 2018 Team Canada Junior entry in the uh, World Championship. And the story began to surface and gather momentum about a number of Team Canada players allegedly having assaulted in a gang fashion, a young woman in a hotel room. The young woman is only known as EM. And today we find out, and we talked about this yesterday, we'll talk more about it now. Today we find out a lawyer has confirmed that former NHL player, Alex Formanton, who's facing charges in London, Ontario, has turned himself in to police to London police. This again has to do with that accusation made in 2018. Formanton is one of the five players. I'm just looking for the other names here. And by the way, they've all been uh, granted indefinite leave from their pro clubs. Formanton, who used to play for the Senators, is currently playing in Switzerland. There's Carter Hart of the Philadelphia Flyers, Michael McLeod and Cal Foote both with the New Jersey Devils and Dylan Dubé of the Calgary Flames. A London police spokesman did say all updates will be provided at a news conference on the 5th of February. So now we wait. But joining us is our friend Ari Goldkind, criminal lawyer, media commentator in Toronto. Um, Ari, what do you make of this case and its developments? I don't know if you're drawing conclusions. I'm sure you have questions. Just tell us what's on your mind, please. Sure. And before I answer that question, Roy, I'll give you my take on it, because it's a case I followed since the, you know what, hit the fan a year and a half ago as a result of her lawsuit and a massive payment to her that made her very wealthy of millions of dollars from Hockey Canada, which led to Parliament getting involved. So we'll come to that. But you gave an introduction of the ski young lady whose name I don't remember. You said Alison Forsyth. Uh, okay, good. So what I'm going to say is not a single thing that I'm about to talk about now has anything to do with Allison. I don't know her case. I appreciate the only connection is sports. I've defended some very, very bad people charged with some very bad sexual crimes. I'm not mingling any of that into my answer now. This is pure politics, what we're seeing with Hockey Canada. It is purely political. And as a criminal defense lawyer, I go back to the 2018 allegation, and here's what a lot of people don't know. Back in 2018 through 2019, the London Police Service and a dedicated team of sexual assault investigators in an environment post-Gomeshi, Roy, where as a result of a big Globe and Mail article called Unfounded, where certain people before woke became a thing, 
were offended that the police would use their discretion and not charge every single person accused of a sexual crime. They'd look at reasonable prospect of conviction. They'd look for corroboration. They would talk to other witnesses. They would look at that wit- the history between the man and woman. They would look at whether there's family court or divorce or child custody proceedings, and they would make a judgment call. As a result of the Globe and Mail piece that ended, and now I can accuse Roy Green of sexually assaulting me right now, even though we're on the air and not in the studio together, and Roy Green is getting charged. Now, I'm not kidding. So why do I say that's an important background? The police in London in 2019, whether or not she cooperated fully, decided, no, we don't even have reasonable grounds to lay a charge here. Case finished, everything done, not in the news. Um, About a year and a half ago, Roy, we're now in 2024, about a year and a half ago, it comes to light that she had sued Hockey Canada for millions and millions of dollars. This is after the police said, nope, nothing to see here. And she was written a very big check. As you know, Roy, because you covered it and you and I talked about it, this led to a massive hullabaloo on Parliament, where Parliament basically called Hockey Canada in. And because Parliament is often stupid, said, well, wait a minute, how can you write checks like this where anybody with a brain knows that the NBA, the NHL, Major League Baseball, you name it, they all have funds for just this sort of thing, not because somebody's guilty or not guilty, but because there's often very good reasons to come to a settlement. That's going to be a different question. You can ask me about that or not. So now the London police chief, Roy, and this is, again, for people to understand the full story, he takes massive heat, and he comes out and gives a press conference that says, well, and he doesn't exactly admit it, but he goes, we're going to take some new investigative avenues We've got some new things to pursue, some new leads. And so just leave it with me and uh, let's see what happens. Now you and I are talking, Roy. These five men are being charged, which takes me right back to the hotel room where this consensual act, as it starts on her version, she has consensual relations with one of the men and then others uh, join in. A lot of this is captured on video. You'll recall that from the news. And it goes back to the question, do I think there will be proof beyond a reasonable doubt in this matter? And I can tell you, Roy, maybe there will be, maybe there won't be, but it will be a very, very tough uh, job for a prosecutor to uh, achieve absent some videos. And I'll end my answer here, Roy, absent some videos that we have not been told about yet. So one of the questions I asked yesterday, and I'll ask you as well, once a financial settlement is agreed to, in a situation such as this. Does a police investigation naturally continue if sexual assault charges were pending, or does the police investigation, once a settlement has been agreed to, does the police investigation usually go away? So that's a great question. The answer is very simple. If the case is not closed and somebody is also pursuing a financial settlement money, Leaving aside that that's a dream scenario for a defense lawyer like me, you can imagine how I can use that in a courtroom, the police will not reopen a case even if there's a settlement or a civil lawsuit. And in fact, we know in the U.S. that happens more times than not. Look at Vince McMahon as a perfectly good example. Look at Donald Trump and that absolutely insane $83 million 
uh, decision the other day. If the police investigation is not closed, Roy, that means it stays open. It's a cold case, and they hope that somebody will come in and talk to them. Maybe some material develops, maybe a phone, a cell phone, which, by the way, right now, cell phones contain massive amounts of evidence of a whole series of things. Most of your listeners don't realize that every step and move they make on their fo- uh, in their life is captured on their phone. So the police, if the case is not closed, I don't think they care one way or the other if there was a, a check written. But this is a case, Roy, which is why the important point is London police fully closed their file and only reopened it when the pressure coming from Ottawa was too great to ignore. Doesn't mean that these men are innocent, doesn't mean they're guilty, doesn't mean she's telling the truth, doesn't mean she's lying, but it's a significant, significant factor that will play out for these five men's defense team in a criminal court, I can assure you. Uh, this will be a significant factor. Ari Goldkind, Toronto criminal lawyer, media. I don't like calling you a pundit because you're much more than a pundit. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you're, you, you always provide me with a perspective that I didn't quite expect, but it's, it's all, if I were a lawyer, I'd have to be on my toes in the courtroom with you. But that's important because, Ari, I've talked to women who were victims of sexual assault. I have no doubt that they were victims of sexual assault. They brought to, or went to the police. Eventually, charges were brought. They went to court. They said it was a horrific experience. And based on what they experienced in court, their wish was they had never reported it because the reporting and what they dealt with in court was, I don't want to say it was worse. I can't remember the exact words that they used, but it was something like that. It wasn't worth what I went through. So, so me, talk, speak to, could you speak to that and then speak yeah. to us, please, what's going to happen next with EM's case? Sure, but you just asked me a very important question that I get asked from time to time, but only by people who have the stones to ask me. So you've asked me, so let's get into that. Sure. First of, first of all, let's back up a second. I'm a defense lawyer, and I have seen for 20-some years women who have been very badly sexually assaulted, brutalized, raped, a word that was stripped from our criminal code that should be put back in tomorrow. I think it's asinine that we equate a bum grab with a full-blown rape in our criminal code. We do. It's all called sexual assault. When you call everything ketchup or you put ketchup on everything, you do absolutely nothing. I could come up with a more clever way of saying it, but I think people understand what I mean. So why do I preface my answer with that, Roy? Because what we're seeing in this culture now in the last five to ten years E. Jean Carroll, the Trump accuser, uh, the Vince McMahon accuser, all of these other cases where rational people, even people on the left, all say there's something wrong here. There's something fishy. This is a shakedown. This is a cash grab. The idea that E. Jean Carroll, only because a guy runs for president, gets $83 million, which I don't think she'll ever get a dollar, is such an insult to the thousands of women in this country and our friends to the South that are raped, that never get a dollar, whose names are not known, whose cases are disappeared because they're not famous. I find them completely insulting, and I use a lot of the Weinstein accusers in that bunch. I don't care if it makes me unpopular or people don't like it. That's my view. It insults women who have truly been victimized, assaulted, and raped by the worst of men in the clearest of circumstances. Now let me go directly to your question. I am not a woman, 
This can be called mansplaining. I'm not lost on people's gut reaction. But the idea that we should have a world or a country that looks like Saudi Arabia or Somalia or Yemen, where all it takes is an accusation by somebody when there's no video, no proof, no corroboration, no DNA, no little blue dress from the White House. People can figure out what I mean by that if you're my age. That all that should happen is an allegation happens, and then everybody should convict a man who says, I didn't do it. That's insane to me, Roy. And why do I push back on somebody saying, what happened to me in the court was as bad as the actual rape? I'm sorry. Maybe that was the case 20, 30, 50 years ago before I got into criminal law. But I can tell you, anybody saying that now, I would debate till the cows come home that if you think it's as bad to go into a courtroom and be cross-examined by me with a judge protecting you, with a Crown attorney protecting you, with the Trudeau and criminal code protecting you by even saying to me, hey, Ari, you can't even ask her these questions that make her look like a liar. You can't even put cell phone records to her that show she's doing this to shake somebody down for money. When the entire system now has bent over backwards to treat accusers with dignity, to almost believe them without a verdict, where accused men who say, I didn't do it, or it's a date that maybe went wrong, but I certainly didn't cross a line, or she's mad at me now because I got caught cheating. And again, I'm being somewhat hyperbolic here, but the idea that I'm supposed to sit here for brownie points and say being cross-examined by a lawyer for three, four, five hours, just to make sure we don't put innocent people behind bars, just to make sure we test the evidence, for that to now be equated to the actual sexual assault in, in a bad alley, in a hotel room, in your own home, in the sanctity of your own bedroom. I don't care what people think of what I'm saying, Roy. I find that completely offensive in a world that should not look like Saudi Arabia or Yemen or where we stone people just because they accuse something. We treat accusers in this country. We don't have enough time in your segment where I can go through post-Gomeshi, where those women were shown to be massive, massive, not truth-tellers, I'm putting that gently, where everything in the system I work, work in was changed specifically so that those kinds of horrible experience you mentioned wouldn't happen. So I push back on it, I'm passionate about it, because I also think it's very, very insulting to the thousands of women who have been brutalized by the worst of men, to call everything the same thing. They're not. There are degrees, and sometimes when a man says he didn't do it, sometimes the man didn't actually do it, Roy, and that can only be tested by cross-examination of his accuser. We're going to talk again. Ari, you're in the courtroom, I'm not. I just heard what women have told me. But let's, I, let's talk, let's talk again. It deserves some pushback. Let's, let's talk again, and we will, Absolutely. because this Absolutely. case is going to go forward and there'll be opportunity and need for us to do that. Thanks for the time today. Short notice. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Anytime, Roy. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.